All right, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, we have our third and fourth guests tonight. First time, two guests at the same time. We have uh, James and Cole Boozer, James McHale and Cole Boozer. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks, for, Thanks us. for having us. No problem. I am sipping on, this is the first episode I'm drinking a seltzer. It's a Beaches Mojito seltzer. I don't know. And uh, both the boys are drinking. What do you guys got? I got a uh, Lang Kugel's uh, Summer Shandy. We're down the shore in Avalon. It's got a black cherry white claw. You should drink Bud Light, though. Nice. It's funny, uh, James. I didn't know if you went by James or Jim. And uh, so mm-hmm. Tony, his buddy Tony, is kind of how we got the connection here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tony yep. was like, I just call him Wallace. I'm like, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so I usually go, go by James. But um, – Back in my hometown of Dunmore, Pennsylvania, right outside of Scranton, um, just a, a couple of my, my boys growing up playing uh, Pop Warner football. The, I, I just got the nickname Wallace. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not, not too sure where it originated from, but it, it kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. No, J- James is fine. And um, <laughs> so both of you guys went to Temple. Uh, Cole, you were 2013 to 17, I think, and James, you were yep. like a year after that, like 14. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what made both of you guys want to go to Temple? Like was Matt Rule recruiting you then? And mm-hmm. um, I was a Dazio for a quick minute and then he took the job at uh, BC. So then Rule came back in the spring and then offered me mm-hmm. at first a gray shirt and then he eventually brought me in right away. And you were originally a, a tight end, right, Cole? Yes, I played tight end for four years at Temple and then my fifth year I had moved to tackle. Gotcha. And James, how about you? Who was, was Matt Rule recruiting you? Yeah, so, yeah, at the time, Alan Mogridge was the offensive line coach. He was only there for a season, I believe. But, yeah, but Matt Rule, he, he recruited me. Um, and, yeah, it was called Coach Mike Saravo, I believe, was, like, the, the Northeast PA uh, area recruiter. So I spoke with him first. And then when I had my in-home, Coach Rule and Coach Saravo and Coach Mogridge came. We, we went out to dinner and you know what I mean and everything but um yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean for me I know you said like what like why we want to go to Temple um for me honestly uh it's more about family um I know that I asked my dad honestly I'm like what's the farthest that you're willing that you're willing to drive week in and week out to see me play football he's like six hours so mm-hmm. in my head I'm like okay like Pittsburgh is six hours and just go down just, just, just make a loop yeah so I end up I had to be down between Syracuse and Temple and I was thinking about it I'm like okay like Temple, Philadelphia, fourth biggest like media market in the country, one of the biggest cities in the country, and then Syracuse. I mean, also it's a, I mean it's a bigger program ACC, but um, I honestly like I, I thought about it like what can you do in Syracuse in the winter when you got two feet of snow on the ground? Yeah. Or what can you do when you? I mean, honestly, you could always there's always something to do in the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I had a family down there, and honestly, just with uh, Coach Foley and out Coach Mulgridge and Coach Rule, honestly, just made it really feel like a family environment. And, and that's all it's about guy coming from a small high school graduate, 98 kids my senior year. So big family guy. And, and my parents, it was great two hours away. They come in week in, week out. I have family in South Philly. So it was a perfect fit for me. Mm-hmm. And how did you guys both like playing at the link? Loved it. It was cool. Yeah. I liked having uh, my first professional experience. Uh, my first experience playing uh, in a professional stadium was actually Raven Stadium because our high school rivalry back in Maryland, where I'm from, uh, the two private high schools, Loyola Blakefield, where I went, and a rival, uh, Calvert Hall, 
Paul College. Uh, they we played in there every Thanksgiving, so that was kind of cool to be there in Towson. But it was cool to play in a professional stadium. But the link I thought was phenomenal. I mean, it was a little far from everything, but again, I think it was pretty cool. Like you could bring a lot of people in there. It was right next to like Xfinity and all the other stadiums were right next to each other. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But would we sell twice? Yeah, we sold out like two or three times. College game day, Notre Dame sold out. It was like over seventy thousand people in there. It was very loud. Yeah, that year the the Penn State game and the Notre Dame game were two like just. I mean, obviously the losing the Penn the Notre Dame game stunk, but that was still just a great like experience. That atmosphere was great. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Two what like top fifteen teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going in there on both on what both we were both undefeated. Mm -hmm. It was yeah great atmosphere just being around and just it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Never forget it. So then how many years were both of you guys under Matt Rule? I was here the entire time. Okay. I was there the entire time he was there. So he was, a, he was only there for three years. Three years. Right? So, yeah, so I was there for two. Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, did either of you play under Jeff Collins as well? Or? Yeah. Yes. So I played my last year under Jeff Collins, and Mikhail played two years under Jeff Collins. Yeah, my red junior, my red shirt junior, red shirt senior. Mm-hmm. Any good uh, Matt Rule stories? <laughs> I'll let you go, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I mean, there was always a, a couple. I remember this one time um, I was uh, – I, I showed up on time but tempo late to practice. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I was – the coach rule, he, he, he went nuts because I was supposed – I mean, Dion, he was sick. So – and I, I showed up that week and he was like, right now, your freshman coming in here. And it's like, and you're showing up late. Like, you could be our starting left tackle. And I'm like, retro freshman. I've been, I've been on campus for maybe what, two months. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, sir. But I showed up late. And he, he had me full pads, push a plate around the field, like by half the practice. And then he sent me in on the leg press for, for I think, maybe a good 45 minutes. And he had a solid 500 pounds on the thing. I'm just going back and forth. My strength coach screaming in my ear. And this was yet for showing up late and all that stuff, and, and it was it was nuts. But at Coach Rule, uh, he was a uh, definitely a player's coach. Um, he's very relatable. Um, and from me, I know like he went to Penn State, and the Scranton area is a big Penn State. Like, like the all Penn State fans, like Dunkin' Donuts gives out free coffee if Penn State win. Mm-hmm. So and and he knew that. So when I was uh, when I was redshirted, he traveled me to Penn State, and he always made sure I was there because he knows. Obviously, like for me, I grew up going to Penn State games. Yeah. And he knew it was big for me. So he always, he always had that in mind. And, um, and another thing, actually, uh, from Coach Rule from recruiting, he always, like, in Scranton, there's this, it's called Nardone's Pizza. It's like a frozen pizza. I, I've heard of it. made in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> and, um, and he loved that. So when I, when I was redshirted, I'd always go home. I got, like, if it was, like, bye week or something like that, or if the team was playing away, I'd go home for the weekend. And he'd always have me bring, he'd, he'd always have me bring back, like, two boxes and then a tray of Old Forge pizza which is always um, a favorite if, you get her, if you're in the Scranton area. But uh, he always had to bring those two things back, and, like, always, and he loved it. It's phenomenal. That's but, um, that yeah. was also great Matt Rule impression you just did, by the way. You got that spot on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, he was great. Like I say, a player's coach um, is phenomenal. You know I mean? He, he sat in my living room. I mean, he offered me a scholarship. I couldn't be more grateful. And uh, it, it's actually uh, my – when he was at Buffalo – my high school offensive line coach, uh, Jeff Mills, he played actually under Matt Rule when he was, I believe he was a tight ends coach at Buffalo. 
And then my offensive line coach, Chris Wiesinghan, was the offensive line coach up there. We were vice versa. But uh, they're there at the same time and actually coached him. So I think that was the – I guess that was my foot in the door. Like that was my There's some connections there already. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, that was, I guess I think that was big for me, actually getting my foot in the door at the Temple for me getting there was having Coach Mills. And, uh, yeah, and it was great, honestly. It was awesome. Nice. And Cole, any uh, Matt Rule stories? Um, no, I mean, he's a great guy. I don't have any, like, stories I could personally say that were as touching as James's. Um, <laughs> but, no, I mean, he's a great guy. Like, you know, he's a great coach, and I respect him, and I appreciate him giving me a scholarship and giving me a chance on a skinny 220-pound tight end from <laughs> Hunt Valley, Maryland, who at one – actually, you know what? No, I'll give you a story. Um, so – I just remember this on the top of my head. So I was uh, very tired during practice. So you know when you get really tired, sometimes you lose concentration on what you're doing. And I was playing tight end at the time, and I ran the wrong route. And so he then said, like, are you kidding me, Boozer? You can't get the route right. He said, get over there and start rolling. So I started rolling from sideline to sideline, back and forth. And he's like, he's like, he's like just wait. We're going to put you back at Towson. <laughs> but like I was like, all right, like listen, I know that's just like tough love, just trying to get me through it. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eventually, I came back in and ran the right route. But <laughs> a little dizzy for sure. I almost fell over in the huddle. But yeah, had our best interest yeah. I always at, at the end of the day, he definitely looked out for his players and tried to help out as much as he could. Oh yeah, he's definitely like like a father figure to many many of our mm-hmm. players. So uh, like I, yeah. So I'll ask you guys this because I asked I had Derek Dennis on a couple weeks ago and I kind of asked him the same question for like how Al Golden started the program. Um, when you guys are being recruited for Matt Rule, did he like give you the the look like, hey, three years from now we could be a ranked team that can get college game day and you know he could have aspirations to go to a big school like Baylor because of how well he did at Temple. Like, did he ever say that to you guys while you were being recruited? Uh, I would say, well, first off, I was a late add-on to my scholarship I got my scholarship actually the spring of my senior year mm-hmm. um and how I got the scholarship is a different story it's just a w- different, way different story yeah. but um you know I mean yeah I mean I, I don't know Jimmy can fool yeah. this I mean I mean so like for me so coach rule came in his first year what they went what uh four two and, and two and ten I think it was or something yeah, yeah two, and two, and two and ten so and that wasn't that was that was that's still like Odazio's guys, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So my first year, I was I was like one, of, I was his first recruiting class, mm-hmm. and uh, he was telling me he's like he always like I said he, he preached family. Family was huge. You know, obviously coming from a small like town, small everything, so family big for me. And but he always said like we, we have some great kids coming in this class, and with the talent we have here, that they brought in a lot of great a lot, a lot of great players. And he's, he said like. So something's brewing down here in North Philadelphia. Something's brewing and something great. And then, as it turns out, heck, I mean, yeah, <laughs> conference championship, all these bowl games, and college game day, like top top twenty five team in the country for what at least three three seasons. Years, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he had the and, best stretch really in Temple history. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. I think like well, Cole graduated year before me, and mm-hmm. he was part of the most winningest class in history, just mm-hmm. the amount of wins. And then the, for my year. We were, we, were, we were part of that era. So, like, I'm, I was on that list. So, I'm still part of the most winningest class in school history. And it's, yeah. just, it's awesome. But, yeah, like, Coach Rule, he, he didn't, he, like, he always said, like, we have, there's, some, there's something brewing in North Philadelphia. It's going to be mm-hmm. something special. And, you know, I, and I, I bought in right away. And 
I, we, we all we all did because like we knew like like I said he's a father figure to all of us we trusted him and we really do I, I love him like a father and um but yeah like he, he, he said it early he like I, I don't want to say he called it but yeah he did no I, he and it's funny you bring up that first year because I think you knew that it wasn't that wasn't Matt Rule's team then. It was like he he needed a year or two to really get his players in, his guys right. in. Yeah, and, like any program. And, yeah. it, and it worked. It, it really did work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, Cole, you did go to the NFL with the Bucks for, you said, one year and then like an extra training camp after that? Yeah, so I was uh, signed. I was an undrafted free agent, but I was a priority free agent. So my deal was essentially done before the draft ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was there for a year and I like, after the first year on practice, I was on practice squad the whole time, never got cut or anything like that. And then after the season, they signed me to a futures deal, which means you're on the team for the next off season and until the next camp until like after camp. Mm. So I got the futures deal for the next year. I was there the whole off season and then the whole training camp. And then I got cut, um, cut by that. So then that's where my career ended for the Bucks. Any good, like, stories from the practice squad or any any good, fun stories? Like, was Jameis Winston there, I guess, then? Jameis Winston's a great – like, everyone gets a bad perception of him. He's a great guy. Like, really, like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, very personable person. Like, you know, he likes to be a leader. Like, he, he goes in the hunt, like, you know, from just hearing what people tell me. And sometimes, like, when practice, when he was – like, when I was in, when he was a quarterback. Like, you know, just trying to motivate people, trying to get them going. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think he's going to be – he's still a great player, and I think that he'll still do well in the Saints. And then, I, if I'm not mistaken, weren't – I saw a thing was maybe on HBO. It wasn't hard not for the Showtime or something where Bruce Arians was down there. He spoke to you guys, but he's down there with the team now. Yep. But as is like a – I don't know what exactly is he, what he is, but it, mm-hmm. well, I remember yeah. I saw you in a video when he was speaking to you guys, Bruce Arians, another Temple guy. He's head coach. Right, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, like, I know he was – uh, a big part of that too wasn't yeah it? no I mean he's he's got a different philosophy it reminded me a lot of when I was down there it actually reminded me a lot of Temple how they kind of went about things and how he went about things mm-hmm. um and he wanted he brought his guys in and you know I, his for me the reason one of the reasons why I cut was just I just didn't fit his mold of tackle and that's fine like yeah again I could fit for a different team and you know so again like he was a great coach though I mean mm-hmm. You know, he coached the heck out of his quarterbacks and stuff like that. I thought Jameis, he threw the most touchdowns this year. So, I yeah. mean, he was a lot of gunslinging, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of that. But, you know, I think Tom Brady is going to do really well down there. Yeah. Along with Gronk and all that and Mike Evans and stuff like that. So, then you go from the NFL and you had a, a nice stint in the XFL, correct? Yeah. So, after this season, I got cut. And then I was waiting for a call from an NFL team. And then my agent brought up the XFL. And I wanted to use that as, like, you know, not a last resort, but I was like, okay, if the NFL, I have to play this year. I have to do something. So I went to the XFL. I, I was from D.C., so it's really close. I lived about an hour from where we were staying in, like, for D.C. Like, we were staying in College Park, but I live mm-hmm. an hour from there, 50 minutes. So it's not far at all, and it was good because my family's really close. It was good to see them come to games. All my friends came to games. And, um there was a video that went viral on Barstool that I was in and it was, I was running off the field and we just beat New York. It was like, we ended up whooping them. And like, I had people yelling behind me during the game because I was starting at the right tackle. And it was, I don't, I don't turn for me. I don't turn around during games because I don't want to like, don't want to hear anything from anybody. Like I'm trying to concentrate. Yeah. And, to the game. 
eventually I, we come off after scoring the 27th point and I like my trainer runs up to me and I'm like, yo, what's up, Tim? And he's like, Hey, like, do you know those knuckleheads behind the bench? And like the way the boxes are set up, they're on the field level. And it's so, soccer stadium, yeah, they're soccer stadiums. So it's field, field level. It's an Audi mm-hmm. field. So it was cool because as soon as I turned in them, they're all like going nuts. Like, loser! Like, yo, loser 69. Out. Loser so, 69. Yeah. I know. Like, like that. And like, um, I said, all right, I'll be back after the game. So I went and said hello to my buddy on New York's team, the tackle, and then came back, ran over. That's where the video starts. I ran over and grabbed a beer from one of my buddies and just turned it and drank it right after the game after the game (laughs) and uh that was the video that like was wildly viral i guess Mm -hmm. that i i had like multiple friends sending me that like yo this is a temple guy like boozer 69 and me (laughs) me and my my fans were big fans of the 69 joke nice and uh and you know your last name's boozer and you're slugging a beer so uh i i still remember when that went viral i was like proud i'm like yeah temple making it smart (laughs) <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pump. It was a very exciting moment for sure. Like how I didn't realize how viral it got until the next day. Yeah, and I was kind of blown away. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." But P- I met PST uh, from part of my take. He's a really good guy. Yeah, um, down in Houston, right? Yeah, I met him down in Houston for the preseason game. We was trying out for kicker. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a good kicker. Don't get me wrong. He's just his timing's a little slow. But like yeah. he he could kick the heck out of the ball. So yeah. I, he's a really nice guy and he's really down to earth. But mm-hmm. um, I think he helped me get viral, I guess you could say, because he yeah, would take he pictures of... before the games and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. I yeah. wouldn't see him. I would never see him, but he would be on the sideline take a picture of my back <laughs> or some peep shots. Yeah. yeah, it was a little weird. I was like, PMT, just come up to me during the game. Bro. Yeah, just say after the game. <laughs> That's so, funny. But, I mean, between you, PJ Walker, um, Thompson, like there was a couple of Temple guys that kind of had really good runs in the XFL. Yeah. No, I think PJ killed it. Yeah. You know, um, I would say I was more of a viral star than I was a <laughs> football player, I guess you could say. I played decent, but, like, yeah. you know, it was definitely a lot of viral stuff, and I was becoming the fan favorite. Yeah. Um, Thompson did really well down in Tampa, and you can tell he made it to the Carolina roster. A couple other guys that went unnoticed, but they did really well, like Adonis Jennings and Jalen yeah. Robinson. You know, a couple other yeah. temple guys that really killed it. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing, like, we – I think they had at one point, like, aside from, like, the Power Five schools, they had, like, one of the most guys on rosters. So, they did well. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. And what was the one thing – I remember when I was getting recruited, Coach Roll said I think there was maybe just a handful, like six of active NFL – active uh, player – temple players on NFL rosters. Yeah. And then, like, when I graduated, it was – like close to like like thirty six or something like that. Yeah, I think it's so. Just like those four right years, now. just the amount of talent that we had at Temple, it's just and honestly, they're all my, most of them are all my rule guys. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So and it's crazy. It's just through the talent he brought in, the talent that he attracted. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a testament to how good of a coach he is. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Now, do you guys have you guys been back to uh, games at all since you've graduated? Yes. So James goes. He lived yeah. in Philly for a while, so he he went to a lot of home games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I since I was just working out, I'd come up on the weekends. I'd come hang out with Mikhail and say his place or whatever the case. I would come back. We just the players, the alumni, get to stand on the sideline during the game and get kind of like the close action. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool um, that they do that. And, yeah, you know, um, really nice. But yeah, like been to a lot of games back this season, especially mm-hmm. the Memphis game, which was really cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Nice. Maryland game was cool too. 
when we played when we beat Maryland this past year at home. Yeah, that was, that, that was a great game. Yeah, we were on the sideline for that, and that was that was that was a great game just to be a part of. And very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Memphis game, that was awesome. Too. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Memphis. No, it, it was a. I was a little upset this year, but I mean, eight eight wins was still quality. It was solid. I just right. always, I obviously, I always want them to be ten and two and ranked like that. You know, that one great year. But yeah. expectations have to be. They are what they are. <laughs> um, have you guys been back to campus at all? Since COVID, no. Okay. Um, my brother plays for Temple. So oh, yeah, your brother right Evan. Now, right? Evan Boozer, yep. Also he number 69. Yes. <laughs> I actually, before I picked my XFL number 69, he was 69 at Temple. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just start the trend of us all being 69. Yeah, I'll, be 69. Well, like, I'll join it. Nice. Um, so when he's back, though, I'll go visit him every once in a while, probably for games and, you know, just to check in, maybe go work out because I know the staff there now a little bit mm-hmm. since I've worked out there before with while they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, no. Okay. Yeah. During all this, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was there. Um, so I moved out of Philip. Nor- I was living in Northern Liberties. I moved out May 1. My lease was up. So I'd always come back um, and, and visit like uh, Russo and like Griff Cecilia uh, and all those guys and like Vince mm-hmm. and Henny. And um, I was up there and honestly, like th- that new library is gorgeous. Yeah, that, that is, yeah uh... it's gonna be. I mean, Graham, when I was still up there, they had all like the all the traffic cones up and all that stuff. But I'm sure it's all probably cleaned up for the most part now. It's probably, I mean, close to full go, like, ready for it at least. But yeah, um, no, yeah, you know, it was gorgeous up there. It's changed a lot. I mean, you know. Yeah, since since we you guys there. graduated a couple years ago, but I graduated six or seven years ago now, and there's already like five new buildings. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, crazy. If, uh, can we get a, a campus football stadium? What do you think? <laughs> I hope so. That uh, would yeah. make. I think the team would be a lot better, mm-hmm. and I think that recruiting. it would be a more recruiting aspect, and just you know, having a stadium on campus would be huge for. More kids, more students coming to games and yeah, stuff I, like that. I, I, I mean, I know the parking would be tricky, but yeah, again, like most of the kids don't even have to park; they're just going to be like yeah. You're just coming there. out of the houses. Yeah, because I I know cause I had a, I had a couple of uh, friends that from back home in Scranton that were in like fraternities and stuff, and they would always say like, yeah, like they they get up from a long night Friday and like, oh yeah, we don't want to like stretch all the way down to the link, hop on the subway, and all that stuff. Honestly, really, it's it's not that bad, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, college kids they don't want just don't want to do it, but they would much rather. Hey, if the block, the camp, the I mean, the stadium's two blocks away. Yeah, it much more of a, a, I guess, an attraction to get more of the students to come to the games and and make just a much better atmosphere for the for the players. You know what I mean? Just yeah. who doesn't want to play in a full house? You know what I'm saying? Students actually going crazy. Like who doesn't want to play in that? Yeah, no, I I agree. I'm I'm all for the stadium, and obviously I'm mm-hmm. not on the. Philadelphia politics committee. So they're not letting me make that decision, but, um, and then just kind of end it. Like, what have you guys been up to during quarantine? Just like busy working? Uh, like, cool. Are you still thinking about football? Yeah, so I, I've been working, I've been working out trying to stay healthy, you know, uh, just trying to like, keep in shape just cause I know it's been tough recently cause the gyms in Maryland, they just opened up like two and a half weeks ago, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. And I go to a, like, or no, they opened up the other day, but my trainer got me in because it's one-on-one, mm-hmm. so it's not a big deal. But, um, yeah, being back in the weight room is nice, but definitely just trying to get my strength back up again for all the, some of it I've lost because of the equipment I was lacking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm definitely trying to get back um, for sure. My agent 
hopefully will give me a chance at that. And I believe he can, especially with the practice squads opening up to 16 now and, you know, and more like chances to get in. Like, get your, like really, I just want a foot in the door to yeah. like get my shot again. You know mm-hmm. How about you, James? Uh, what have you been up to? So, um, yeah, like I said, I, so I moved back home to Scranton. Um, I was supposed to take the state police exam May 27th, but like just a written exam, but it got canceled because of COVID and everything. Oh man! Um, so I'm kind of just uh, I've been down the I've been down here at the Jersey Shore for the past like three weeks. Uh, my girlfriend has a house in Sea Isle. My dad's nice. down here in Avalon for the week, so I kind of just, just switched off. Uh, but I, I got surgery about like two weeks ago on my shoulder from my playing days at Tabo. I tore my labrum, okay. so I got four anchors in my shoulder about two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, honestly, I've just been down here rehabbing. Um, I start well. I start my PT uh, in two weeks back in okay. Scranton. So, um, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of just like waiting for that, and then just um, just just trying to get right, you know, with my shoulder. Hey, good luck with that. Um, how's how's the Jersey Shore? I know it's a little. I feel like from what I hear, people are kind of going out to bars and stuff down there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, I was in Seattle before, and then Avalon. I mean, they're like two completely different. I mean, it's like type feel like atmospheres, but. Um, like Sea Isle, like it was packed. There's a lot of people down there. Um, and honestly, I was kind of, I strayed away from going to the bars because just watching the people in line, there was not many people had masks on. Mm-hmm. And like, all, again, it's all outside like the sandbars and stuff. But I'm like still like, and they're having like six people to a table. I'm just like, well, I'd rather just go to the, like, just go to like the, the distributor or something to stay home and just hang out on the porch or something, you know. Nice. But I mean, Avalon, it's a little bit slower um so it's not too bad but um uh, people actually down here it seems like they are a little more cautious with the masks and everything but um i mostly it's mostly just outside seating now mm. um so i mean it's not too bad but um yeah i mean for the most part um there are a lot of people down here but um yeah it's been a good time it seems like people are taking the proper precautions down here at least nice well hopefully you guys uh, enjoy the rest of the stay down there um, thank you guys so much for talking to me. This was great. Um, mm-hmm. Just an awesome coincidence that Cole was on your on his way to your house when we set right. this up. So uh, first Perfect. time having two guests. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, hope yeah. the listeners enjoyed it. Um, I'll send you guys both this link on Twitter, and you guys can you know listen to this uh, when I I'll probably send it out tomorrow morning. All right. Right. But, all right. Um, awesome. Thanks, thanks guys. Thank I really appreciate it. Talk to you again yeah, soon. Right. All right. Thank you. Sounds thanks good. Thanks for having us on. See ya. Talk to you. All right, guys, and that was Cole Boozer and James McHale. Uh, can't thank them enough for coming on. Uh, thank you, Tony, for uh, hooking me up with them, and hope you guys enjoyed the episode. See ya.